Blog Talk Radio. again to Madam Perry's Salon, the podcast that's broadcast from a genie bottle out in cyberspace, the podcast that loves you. I am your hostess, your spiritual advisor, and your groove mistress, Madam Perry. But you can call me Jennifer, Jan, JP, Perry. It's all good for me. And by the way, I just want to say, I promise, I promise I'm going to get the last drawing done for Julie E. Blomicky and Matt Coyle. I'm going to get it done within the next day. And also, um, thanks to everybody that's been listening. And by the way, if you're on Apple iTunes or Stitcher or any podcast platform that you use to listen, please leave a review if you feel like it. Um, Having the reviews helps me to get the great guests I've had and continue to get, and like I have tonight, and uh, keep on bringing you all the entertainment and information I possibly can. Thank you so much. Don't forget, somebody asked me again the other day, what was the, uh, the videos? When Don Most was on here last week, yes, he's got a CD coming, Don Most Swings, or Swings the Most, uh, and of course Don Most being not formerly known as Donnie Most, Ralph Mouth from Happy Days, but he's done a lot of other work since then. But he's got a couple things. One is on YouTube. It's part of a series called Viral Vignettes, and one particular episode has him and actor Robert Wool uh, doing it. It's just a 10-minute video, and it's a riot. He's also got something on Amazon Prime. I believe the uh, pilot is on there with him and Anson Williams. Yes, Anson Williams, who was also on Happy Days. This is the first time they've done any acting together since that, and it's called Harvest Time. It's good. It's got some dark humor in it. Check that, that out. Harvest Time and uh, viral vignettes, and Don's got some other things coming up soon, too, and especially when we can all get out and play with each other again. Um, he's going to be touring with his new CD, and I'm just thrilled about that. He's going to send me some sneak previews. Um, Wednesday, we've got Caregiver Dave, and uh, his latest book is It's My Life, Too. He's got a podcast, several books, and it's all about being a caregiver, how he became a caregiver after his wife had a stroke, and how caregivers need to take care of themselves. Now, a lot of people are in that situation or have been or have, have it coming up, so yeah, don't miss that. And... Oh, my gosh, so much good stuff going on. Oh, and last night, Valashawn Sheffers, um, award-winning writer of black erotic science fiction and fantasy. She was so much fun. I thoroughly enjoyed her last night, and I know that all of you guys will, too. Um, if you didn't hear her, because people kept saying she was so much fun. Yeah, she was and is. So check her out. I'm going to be sharing the links to all of her work so that you can get her books and um, 
also uh, Genesis Magazine, which is focused on uh, black science fiction. Uh, she's one of the editors on that. Yeah, you definitely want to check that out, too. Valjean Jeffers, fantastic. Now, tonight, I'm so excited. Uh, tonight's guest, I first learned about through my dear, beloved friend, Colin Kelly. If you know me, uh, you know Colin. He's a friend with whom I have had <laughs> many adventures, and he's been very, very good to me, and he's introduced me to so many things and people. And uh, one of them is a singer, musician, songwriter, poet, visual artist, and dancer. Uh, and I am so thrilled to actually talk with her tonight so let's go ahead she's right here in the genie bottle she's got a lovely cushion she just seems to fit in my moroccan decor just just like a work of art which she is so let me welcome for her first time to the to madame perry's salon vanessa dow hello vanessa hi there how are you (laughs) doing great how about you I'm really, uh, really good considering everything, <laughs> everything going on. I, I, you know, um, what can I say? <laughs> Pretty much what we're all saying, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's funny. I heard somebody today in passing, and he's he was talking on the on his cell phone, and he said to somebody, "Well, today was better than yesterday," and that's. That pretty much sums it up for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was telling, recently I was telling, um, you probably know Bruce Sudano, the musician. Mm, yeah, He's written a lot for, yeah, he wrote a lot, of, well, a lot of his music was done with and for his late wife, Donna Summer. But okay. he's also mm-hmm. written songs uh, recorded by Dolly Parton and several other people. And I was telling him about something I had seen just after the first week, all this isolation. Uh, something mm. I saw on Instagram where somebody said, yes, yeah, seven days in, and it feels like Vegas here. I'm losing money by the minute. Drinks are acceptable <laughs> at any time, and nobody knows what time it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. I love, I and, love that. <laughs> That was one week in. Somebody wrote that. Right. So, uh, yeah. I can oh think. my goodness. <laughs> so I thought, yeah, that pretty well describes it. We're all having to get rather ingenious about things, about yeah. um, connecting and and staying and staying motivated, you know, and keeping True. each other mm-hmm. motivated. Well, so um, I, mm-hmm. go ahead. I was going to say, you know, I've been thinking a lot about this condition that we're in and you know um in a lot of ways for artists it's pretty much the condition we're always in um and (laughs) i i've been thinking a lot about the fact that um you know the the lifestyle of artists um at least you know writers and painters visual artists um musicians a lot of a lot of it has to do with um, isolation and 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 loving that isolation, which is more akin to solitude. It doesn't feel like isolation at all, mo- for the most part. Hmm. Yeah, I guess then I think about that because my husband is a musician. Of course, he's also had a job as, as a uh, satellite engineer for 
a few decades, which is took him traveling mm. around the country. One thing I remember him, oh, not the country, the world, I mean the planet. I mean he'd be like wow. two or three months in, you know, it's been in Africa several times, Australia, Vietnam, Britain, uh, Germany, just wherever. It's easier to name the countries where he hasn't been. And I remember when he said something, um, when I went to visit him once when he was working in, in uh, uh, Yorkshire in England, and they were behind on the project. So I was planning to, you know, I would go over there. I got my Brit Rail Pass. I'm ready to travel. And so he mm. would drop me off at the, I would look at my little guidebook and, you drop me off at a train station, you know, I go, and somebody said, how can your wife travel like that? How can she just go off by herself? How can, goes, how can you let her? He goes, let her. This is something she's always wanted. She's always wanted uh-huh. to be a country. I'm just, I'm just lucky uh-huh. that she's a natural loner, so she's fine by herself. So, right. I am. Nice. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, yeah, so mm-hmm. if you're used to being alone and you're comfortable being alone, you can do it. But still, I think sometimes there's a point where, yeah, you do need some kind of connection with somebody. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. With your friends and such. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and mm-hmm. yeah, one is like I mentioned, um, our mutual friend Colin Kelly, who first introduced me yeah. to your work a um, long yeah. time ago. Uh, you know, you've hung out with Colin. You know, he's just fun to play with. He, you know, Colin is, he is, and he is just a, um, like a, just such a reservoir and of, of poetry and music. And it's just, he's really an extraordinary natural resource (laughs) aside from being a great friend (laughs) and, you know, an incredible poet and writer. He just really you know has such a vast knowledge um of history and um you know both music poetry literature um all of you know all of the above and um he just has such a warm soul and spirit he's one of my dearest he's become one of my dearest uh you know friends and um i value his his uh you know insights tremendously <laughs> Well, you know, and and he's a great promoter of yours as well. So yeah, I just uh, <laughs> well, he's somebody that can always pull me out of a bad mood. Yes, and his poetry, in fact, has been a resource for me and just a really important. Colin's been an incredible inspiration, and it's really over the years that we've become um, friends and mutual. I guess you could say mutual admirers of each other's work on a purely, you know, artistic um, level, and that's been wonderful. Hmm. Well, yeah, I'm sorry, that home wasn't meant to you. It was meant in a response to uh, a message coming in for you from oh. Colin. So I was like, oh, nice. i got to be careful. I've got, I've got to respond to something in my head so that it won't be misconstrued. Oh. Um, yes, no, no, no. <laughs> Jeez, feel He's free like, to are you on the air? Like. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you know, nice. you're thinking one thing and you answer something else. So anyway, yeah, yeah. he did some collaborations together with on his poetry, and you were also uh, worked with him on uh, a trailer for yes. one of his books. Can you talk about yes. that? Yes. Oh, that was amazing. Um, uh, so, so Colin um, had written... Um, one, uh, the the third part of his trilogy from Conquering Venus, and the name of the book was or is Leaving Paris. So, um, Paris is um, one of 
I consider in a lot of ways my second home. I, I, I think if I, if there is such a mm. thing as um, reincarnation, I, I, I was definitely in my past life. I was from Paris. There's no question to me. Mm. And I, I have a lot of ties to Paris. So before I even read the book, um, uh, before I even, you know, um, spoke with Colin, I think about his third, the per- third part of his trilogy, I was inspired by that title. And, um, and so I, I forget the sequence of events, but around the same time, Colin had introduced me to music um, by um, Broken Kites. And I heard this music that they had, I think they posted it on YouTube, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it was just, it was just instrumental. And I'm not sure how everything coalesced, but I, I had the words leaving Paris in my head and I started writing a melody and I was so moved by this track, by this music by Broken Kites and I ended up writing a song and, um, and then I sent it to Colin and I said, look, (laughs) I don't know what you think about this, but (laughs) I've, I've written this song and, you know, in, in in some really interesting ways it connected with the story that he had been writing and it was just really magical the way that happened and uh, it's one of the, the songs that I like is most dear to my heart in terms of the songs that I've done um, it has a lot of uh, nuance and beauty to it and I um, and I just am very I'm very connected to that to that moment in my own you know my own time it's, it's amazing. It, it, the book has a lot of magic to it in the story and how it connects. And I know, the, like, mm-hmm. like listening to your music, I think that's why the two of you collaborate so well. Although you've collaborated with a lot of other artists as a musician. And by the way, if I, let me just stop here and say, if you're listening live tonight, and that is May the 19th, 2020, uh, here at the Madame Perry Salon, listening to the fabulous Vanessa Dow, and you would want to call in, uh, have a question, comment, you can call 646-716-9922. Or for people who, and you know this happens sometimes, Vanessa, you got a day job and you can't always make a phone <laughs> call. Uh, sometimes people just send me, uh, just message a question or a comment to me on mm-hmm. Facebook, mm-hmm. either from Jennifer Maudette Perry or uh, Madam Perry Salon. So either way, if you've got something to say, and guess what? If you will reach over, Vanessa, please, if you don't mind reaching over and parting the beaded curtain there, we have a guest coming in. Oh, okay. <laughs> please. All right. Uh, just, just, yeah, just oh. mm-hmm. Come on in. Say hello to Vanessa. <laughs> hey, Vanessa. <laughs> I know that voice. It's Colin. <laughs> Hi, Colin. That was a, How are that you? Great. Wonderful laugh. I'm 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 good. I'm good. How are you? I I know we we both um, owe each other a phone call. We do. I was going to say, this is, I'm finally calling you back. So give me your mind if we continue on with the conversation we were having two weeks ago. I was going to say, I don't, I don't know if this counts as that phone call because, you know, probably a lot of I don't think so. I, need, I still oh, need I to know. call you back. we got to catch up. Yeah. I think I think we probably would like probably like be censored on your show with the kinds of 
things we talk about and like Love I don't know. We get into we get into whatever. I don't know. We can we can go places, but maybe we don't want to go there oh, now. Good. <laughs> so we can we have a late fun. night we adult really version of Madame we, Perry Salon. <laughs> Madame Perry well, after dark. You know, How does that sound? We I, I think that, um, what I talk, what I'm saying also is not just in that sense, but like it, we just, we are both very left leaning politically. So yeah, we would probably not. We could, get, we till, could, we could yes. go down all sorts of rabbit holes here. So we, probably. we could, the rabbit holes, definitely we'd be taking both the red and the blue pills. <laughs> yes. Let, let me just say this, Vanessa. One thing I did not yes. mention in the beginning uh, that I usually mm-hmm. do, I usually say this in my introduction, is welcome to Madam Perry's Salon, the podcast, and Colin, tell me this is true, the podcast with more celebrities than the inauguration. That is correct. <laughs> I mean, that is so, legit so, correct. Nice. Okay. That I like that. Crazy. I like that. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> going to keep it that way. Um, nice. Yeah, you're, well, the, you're you have... in the right place. Let's just say that. <laughs> well, I, I I, really, I I love your lineup. I love your whole you know, um, what what you, you know, the, the people you bring into your show and what you talk about and the, the poetics of it, um, I really value what what you do. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. So mm-hmm. now, Colin, I know you're busy putting out a paper tonight, so if you, if you want to, me to just mute oh. you so you can listen, I will, uh, whatever you want to do, or if you... Well, I just want, I just wanted to say that you know I I am thrilled that Vanessa is on your show, and Aww. you know I am thrilled that I somehow I connected you two together somehow I'm not I can't remember exactly how I guess because I keep talking about Vanessa all the time, but I'm thrilled that I'm thrilled that she's on the show and and I'm really excited that you've got the the, the new remixes out. I don't know if you've talked about Yay. that yet. The new remix for. Sunday afternoon is out now, and uh, I'm just so excited to hear what comes next. So, because oh, I, I know you're always working on new music, so I'm always excited to hear what's what's coming up. So, well, I have some yep. new some new stuff for you. I can't wait! I can't good. wait to hear it because Kalina, hey, oh, go ahead, Jennifer. try try to picture. Try to picture, Vanessa, if you can. Um, this was several years ago. I don't know if you remember the whole thing. But several years ago, Colin and I were out on a date one night, and um, we had dinner at this fabulous French restaurant. I think it might have been uh, – no, it wasn't close to you because we – oh, because I, um, I had something going on with these people. So we had a great, fabulous French dinner at French American mm. Brasserie. Then we drove down to Vinyl to see the band, uh, you know, General Public with Dave Wakeling. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And uh, which was, and on the way down, you know, we're talking, we're telling crazy family stories, and then we just to get in a, somehow I think we just started singing. We're riding along in downtown Atlanta singing, living in a heart near the black forest, just together. It's just, <laughs> oh, nice. Huh. What uh, a great idea. I remember, Vanessa, that. I wonder I remember could, that night. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Just singing Vanessa Dow songs in the car. Oh, that's wild. <laughs> I, I think that's all that. Crazy family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna um, remember that, that like, like, let's go get flashes of that every time I hear the song. Yeah, 
<laughs> I love that. Yeah, That's great. Well, it's like after we had after we shared our fam- fam- our crazy family stories, then we had uh-huh. to go ahead and clear. Like it was a way of our it was our way of burning sage to clear the vibe and make everything good again. Uh, oh, <laughs> I like. Well, that's a lot. Of, that in fact is a lot of what my music is for my like in my own life. Um, my, not only my music that I love, it, it really is. It's clearing the cash, like clearing the, you know, all the mm-hmm. the detritus and clearing the, the the garbage and just resetting, you know, re, resetting things. Ooh. Okay, well that's I like, I like that description. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, just, yeah, and yeah. Thank you. You can well, see thank you. Before, um, before I before I have to jump off here and get back to doing my day job here, um, <laughs> I just wanted I just wanted to say that you know I, I've been listening to Vanessa for almost thirty years now I think, which is insane. Wow. Um, and <laughs> so you know, I, and Vanessa and I finally met. I don't know. It's been. Fifteen years ago, at least, now that we, at I least. Think that we mm-hmm. met. Yeah. At least fifteen years ago yeah. that we met, and just became really quick friends and yeah. collaborators. We worked on mm-hmm. Leaving Paris song together, mm-hmm. and you know, and I even got to direct a music video, which I never thought I that would ever happen <laughs> in my life. So, so true. Vanessa, pretty Vanessa amazing. Just, and it, it really is, and it, so Vanessa has just been an incredible friend and even before that a source of inspiration for the writing and the poetry I do. So it has right. just been and it's at first it was surreal to know her and now oh. it's just like it was but now it just feels like it was always meant to be. So even true. thirty years ago we were just kind of headed for a meeting at some point. So, so true. Um, and so hmm. I am just really, really happy uh that we have and, and when all of this um COVID nineteen thing clears. I'm coming back up to New York, and we gotta we gotta meet up and continue that conversation wow. we were having last fall. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So. Yes. Yes. We will. And you know, um, like like I was saying a few minutes ago. I don't know if you heard, but your I poetry I has. Heard, so I was. Oh, I was okay. Yeah. Blind. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I was saying how you know, aside from being you know becoming good friends, your poetry uh, in in a very separate, you know, totally, totally objective way has provided me with so much solace and so much inspiration because I love, I love your use of language and metaphor and imagery. And so on a purely artistic note, thank you for all the years of just really um, astounding poetry, you know, and um, storytelling for me. Oh, well, right back at you, because you have, you have done yeah. the same. So, thanks oh, so much. Okay. Well, All right. Love you, Jennifer. I love, love you, too. Love you, too, Colin. <laughs> and I will, I will catch up he with is... you both soon. All right. I hope so. Okay. Let's talk soon. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye, Bye sweetie. Big, I love him kiss. so much. Ah, uh, he's just... <laughs> one of the most wonderful human beings I have ever come across. So, yes, um, yeah, yeah, so wonderful. I'm so glad you, you, you had him make a visit. 
And now that you know, oh, honey, as soon as I put the post up, he said, this is going on my calendar. Then He's been keeping up because i got a paper to put out tonight, but, you know, I'll oh, hit it up nice. in a minute. So, uh, yeah, yeah, he's a sweetheart. Nice. See, all the good people, all the good people come together. You know, I've had this yeah. fantasy for a long time, and I, and I hope to make it come true one day, Vanessa. I've said I always wanted to get a, a tour bus, you know, the kind of like country singers have, the big fabulous yes. And I want to just do a, a Madame Perry's tour across the country. You have, you know, artists, yeah. musicians, and authors. And sometimes mm. there will be certain ones that will get out and do a show, sell your product, and then get back on. And sometimes it will change people from town to town. Wow, I love that. That is still my goal. So Wow. Uh, you know we well, have a good time. In. So, yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay, that's, good, good. I will. I am. Um, that is one of yeah, my. Uh, that's so my speed. <laughs> Okay. Totally. And we'll yes. just roll down the road and sing and have fun. Hey, oh, um, I love it. So let's get back to to the to the Vanessa Dow's story. Sure. Now since mm-hmm. Colin just said that uh he's known you thirty years or known, known your music for thirty years and obviously mm-hmm. that's you were a child prodigy, so um apparently when you <laughs> Went to Vassar College. You were maybe right. I don't know, uh, ten, twelve years old or something, and that's when you got your <laughs> well, scholarship. I to started young at Columbia. Oh. I did start young, actually. Um, not that young, but um, I did October, so I was always a year younger than people anyway, in my class, um, <laughs> technically. But but so I did start pretty much right. Um, like right out of college, I went right into music, and there was almost no um, segue. It's like out of college, started music. So I actually transferred oh. from Vassar. Yeah, I went from Vassar to Barnard and uh, Columbia, um, and I was in New York and really just embarked on merging my love of music and poetry and that's and dance and just started uh, really right away. So I was in my, yeah, you know, my so early twenties. If, <laughs> if, if I understand that what, you know, with your scholarship study dance at Columbia university, um, that's where you also developed a lot uh, with the choreographer, Eric Hawkins, you, and then as a visual mm-hmm. artist and a poet. Yes. Mm-hmm. With, yeah, uh, with teachers Coke. or mentors there. Correct. Yeah. Yes. It was a very, um, a very like, um, just for me, creatively vibrant, vital time. All of my, my, my interest very early on was um, in this the idea of synthesis of the arts. So I that was what I mm-hmm. focused on in my writings and my studies. So it was really interested in how the how all the arts tie together because I was very versed in many of the arts um, and I didn't really feel, ever feel like I had to choose. Um, it just I moved very fluidly from dance to music to performance to poetry and just it all seemed very very fluid to me and um, so. So when I um, embarked on, the, on my whole music writing, you know, adventure, um, I could bring in pretty much everything because it involved dance, performance, 
um, visuals. I, I was involved with many of my visuals and, um, you know, video making and storylines and things like that. So, um, and I did a lot of the uh, visuals in many of my albums. So I could bring it, bring it all in and um, just some are more, lean more this way or that way. Um, but I've always looked at all the arts as having uh, all this interconnectivity. All right. Interconnectivity and synthesis. Those mm-hmm. two words uh, to me really define a lot of what you do because as I, you know, mm-hmm. as I've, Loved you, followed you, studied you, listened to you, everything. I noticed that I, I, now I've just now learned, you know, just recently that um, you did graduate from Bernard College with the, uh, you graduated uh, cum laude with a visual arts and art history degree. Um, Correct. And yet, because of the fact that, like you said, synthesis with, with the dance, the visual art, um, art and poetry, music, you didn't feel like you had to change. You, you, mm-hmm. You knew and and you wanted to synthesize everything to to connect things, mm-hmm. and so yeah. very soon after that, then you were and and I think when you when I learned this and when you tell me this, then I see why when I listen to you um, or things that you've collaborated on with uh, other people and listen to your music, I think that's why then I think okay, this is why I feel. A, a wholeness up, a surrounding, like somebody has created mm. a place where I can explore uh, maybe a thought, maybe an emotion, maybe just mm. a groove, but I can feel, I feel like it's, um, it's sort of set up for me like a, like Madame Perry Salon is here in a genie bottle in cyber world, you know, it's all created <laughs> around. Mm. And I think now I see why. But now it was very early mm. when, you, when you began your recording career. So, um, mm-hmm, yeah. Could you tell mm-hmm. us about like, your first few labels and getting sure. started? Just kind of sure. So, um, so very early on, I I I was involved with the um, New York underground dance scene. It was very very small group of DJs. Basically, I I was pretty much the only woman back then who was involved with the music making part. I actually don't can't really think of anybody else who I came across who was involved with you know kind of the um you know um scavenging for um for loops and old jazz records to to sample and you know all the things that we were doing which was really radical back then I mean we're talking we were really the first ones to be doing this um in this country so I was involved with um I was I went under the name of Vandal and I worked with my then husband at the time so we made music together and a lot of what I did was making the beats um and the bass lines um, and really turning these scrappy sounds into like cobbling together this music to create, to create really complex compositions. And then um, I started, I was asked by um, a couple of the producers in the studio. Uh, we were working for new groove records and I would hang out and the, a couple of producers asked me to sing on one of their records. They asked me, Oh, can you sing? Can you write? music and of course I had been a music junkie my whole life uh, growing up on the radio and I said sure so I wrote a song and I sang it and it turned out to be New Groove's best-selling 
record. Oh. And from yeah, it was it was a actually a pretty interesting kind of raga jam. Like it was a Jamaican toaster and like very down tempo, and they wanted like to be inspired by Sade, who I had loved a lot. And um, so it was inspired by that the idea of Sade and um, in a in a house down tempo kind of groove. And then um, Columbia Records found out about you know they came along and um, basically signed me based on the the work I was doing at New Groove and um, wow. based on the fact, yeah, that, you know, they wanted me to kind of bring my poet poetry into the record uh, making. And um, that's what I did. And so the first album on Columbia Records was called Head Music. And that was my first foray into album making. And uh, that was it for me. <laughs> I was, you know, in love with, with the process. <laughs> mm. And so now head music, you know, it was like, that's kind of like, it's got like a mix of you know, jazz and funk and rock. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. got great reviews. I mean, even in the Sunday New York Times. Um, yeah. Well, and the Arts and Leisure yeah. section, Cream mm-hmm. Magazine, Billboard. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've, you've done your, your homework. <laughs> you've, really, you've nailed it. Pretty much, yeah, that album really kind of got around, um, especially with musicians. And it was such a, I mean, at the time, you know, to bring in all those elements um, without, you know, Again, I never felt like I had to choose, and I think a lot of it had to do with growing up with very mixed backgrounds and and never feeling like I fit in here or there so perfectly like everybody else seemed to. Um, Mm -hmm. So at a certain point, I became comfortable with that, um, and that I use the word fluidity, and that's the word that I kind of has has governed me for many years and and so um i really wanted to to make an album that was not pigeonholed and not for any other reason other than i really wanted to explore the idea of this hybrid which i felt hadn't been done you know bringing in jazz bringing in rock bringing in folk i loved suzanne vega at the time um, Billy Holiday, mm. Leonard Cohen, um, you know, um, John Coltrane and Johnny Hartman. Oh, my God. You know, uh, Astro Gilberto and Francois Vardy and oh, yeah. all these influences. Like, they lived in me, and I, I wanted to just explore the possibilities of really tapping into all those influences and, and, and just having fun and not being... Um, hampered by this idea that I had to in this square or this round peg. Yeah, yeah, which is, uh, I understand that sometimes people don't always have that, um, either that that ability, maybe they have some restrictions from a label or whatever, or mm-hmm. things that, but that's what True. makes your music your music, is it, and what I think that's what brings such a broad audience to your music, and you know, a broad fan base is that hmm. you bring so much well, together and a lot of people have different things that they like right so it works. well you just 
actually brought up a great point, which um, was that at the time, and I, I had really great lawyers. I have great lawyers, and um, um, Richard Grable <laughs> from Grubman and Dersky and Schindler, who was who at the time really coming up, finding amazing bands to to represent. But he also had a really amazing ear, and so he took me on really early on before I really was, you know, able to pay him. But eventually, um, yeah, he was he was amazing. You know, he just he just had that ear, and and so the idea was um, to to what the the main thing that I fought for was really aside from you know getting a good advance, um, which people were labels were doing at the time which they're not necessarily doing anymore was the thing that I fought the most for was creative control so Mm -hmm. I got creative control in all my contracts which is pretty unheard of for artists who are not you know Janet Jackson Um, creative Mm -hmm. control is something a lot of artists I think don't fight for because they're afraid um, number one they're afraid to lose the bar their bargaining power and number two Mm -hmm. because i think a lot of artists really they kind of they get this glaze over you know excitement about being signed to a label and this idea well the label's going to know what to do they'll they'll, you know they'll they'll guide me and um for me Mm -hmm. the idea was if i'm an artist and I need to be guided creatively, then I'm, I'm not, um, I'm really not an artist, you know? Um, I saw no point of, of being an artist and I, and I would look around and see, you know, all the one hit wonders, all the great artists who were dropped unceremoniously because they didn't Uh have the numbers on their second album. And, and I thought, you know what, I'm, just never going to put myself in that position because if I don't have creative control now, then I never will. Mm-hmm. So I always, yeah, I always got it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and that's great because when it comes down to it, what you put out is, is, is to be your creation, you know, because it's not when people, it's, it's like I said, you know, when people, now I'm not, I, of course, I'm not a writer or creator with music like you are, but I know that with my own band, like if anybody does, I tell, I tell musicians, if anybody does anything wrong, if somebody comes to the gig drunk and, you know, and that's my rhythm section is off or whatever um, or anything like that, nobody thinks it was them. They just remember, mm. you know, especially if your name's on the band, you take the fame or the blame, right? That's what a musician told right. me once. True. And uh, all they would know would be that, oh, yeah, I saw Jennifer Perry. They, they were a little off. But if something <laughs> is good, if everything is good, I said, then they'll remember what a great drummer, what a great bass player. Mm, good but point. if mm-hmm. you put it out and it's not, and you don't have creative control, and they're going, oh, Vanessa, what was up with that, you know? But exactly. it wasn't you, yeah, so therefore, yeah, you were, you were right on to, oh my God. to hold on to that. It's a nightmare. That's legitimacy, you know? Exactly. And, and uh, I knew exactly, exactly right. You hit it. It's, there's, and it's, you, you have to live with that. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And people don't think it's Mm. like you say, you know, if you watch something on TV and something's not right, you don't say, oh, that actor was no good. You know, I mean, you don't say, oh, they must have been told to do that badly. They must Mm. have been directed Mm -hmm. poorly. All you know is you see them 
and you think that the character is the actor and vice versa, and that's what you see. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever True. sees, you know, behind, like maybe they didn't have any control over what was happening there. True. Um, you had, I know, at least two singles go to Surrender Yourself to the Tango that mm-hmm. went to number one on the Billboard dance True, and, and Sunday afternoons. <laughs> yeah, Sunday, Sunday afternoons, afternoons was yeah. yeah. Mhm. So okay. yeah, quite How a cool number of that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, dance music to me is has always been uh, uh, has always been sort of the place where I keep returning to. It's like my home base. It's where I started. It's where I was first, you know, embraced. Um, and in in the dance music community, there are so many um, the whole ethos, the whole idea of the dance music um, still, but if, especially in the in the early '90s when it was really a community um, that was um, raised, you know, in this sort of petri dish that was New York City in the underground. Um, it was a really close community. And anything, you know, anybody, you could be anybody you wanted. And nobody was going to judge you. Nobody, the the only thing I guess you could say in a sense was judge was the music that you made. Nobody cared about anything else. And that's all we cared about, you know, when we were in the studio. So dance music, you know, um, the first, my first number one was Surrender Yourself and Danny Tanaglia, the legend. Um, and at the uh-huh. time he was, he was known, but he wasn't, you know, the legend that he is, but he certainly was a legend in the making um, very early on. And we worked really closely on Surrender Yourself. And that really what just um, laid the groundwork for my, you know, pretty much my entire career because it just set the stage for who I was, what I wanted to say, and those words, surrender yourself, are words that I stand by to this day, and they are, you know, are words that really have guided me in so many ways with with pretty much everything that I do. (laughs) So that that song means so much, yeah, to a lot of people. Well, I want to get uh, get on a little bit further from from some of your your, your great achievements, and then get to uh, before we're out of time. Also, get to what you've got sure. coming up very soon. But one of the things mm-hmm. I wanted to say, well, I mentioned okay, you had three songs, Billboard uh, number mm-hmm. one, uh, and you also had three songs that were featured in films, and you know what, To the Tango uh, in Matthew right. Perry's uh, the Matthew Perry film Boom to Rush In. Also, if right. I could, what I would do for you, and how do you feel? Uh, American Railroad from Paris and Idle Hands, Correct. respectively. Right. And come on, you got to be. I mean, it's got to. Mm-hmm. It's got to be a cool feeling for one thing to hold up the Billboard chart. I mean, if it was me, I'd yeah. want to frame it. I mean, I'd want it to be big <laughs> and frame it everywhere. And well, I'll tell you the, uh, the, it's, it's, the, the other. Yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I, I was. No, it's all about you, other, sister. Oh no no! I just you know it's it's um I'm very you know I can be a very visual person so sometimes it's hard on the on the phone to to visualize but um so the other like moment to me which meant so much was um one of my songs from Light Sweet Crude um Consequences 
was included in the last, in the season finale of um, Sons of Anarchy. So, and I was uh, of what now? Of, like Sons of Anarchy. Oh, you know the okay. uh, the series. Yeah. Yes. So I was. Yeah. At yes. the time, yeah, this was you know my last album, Light to Recruit, and um, it's a song that I produced and you know and and, and made it onto the the season finale. And I was, I must I must say when I found out that was one of my like most like ecstatic moments in my whole career because. Um, Aside from finding out that Elton John is a fan, which is a whole other story, um, after after these things, you know, it's like there's such a depth of satisfaction because, um, of course, Elton John, you know, wouldn't be the artist I am today without him. And Sons of Anarchy was just one of the few series that I was really binge watching. So, um, so those, you know, these these things have meant a lot to me. Oh, that's magnificent. And, you know, once again, I, I love the words you use that are so perfect, a depth of satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. That is just magnificent. Yeah. That is, that just sounds so, it's, it's a, what an exciting thing. Um, then do you want to talk about? Um, do you want to talk about an, another album, or do you want to go straight to what you've hmm. got your new stuff coming up? Um, Let's talk about Zipless you know, first. Zipless was sure. cool. Zipless. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course. Yes, oh yes, yeah. Yes, definitely. Well, Erica Jong, you know, another huge influence in my life. Before I met her, oh, yeah. I, 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 you know, I grew up knowing about Erica because my mom was a writer, and she would used to carry, you know, fear flying around like the Bible. Um, <laughs> so I, and I did manage when I was growing up to sneak a few, you know, reads. <laughs> and I, you know, Erica was like, uh, all, all, when I met her, she was like an old friend to me. I felt like I had known her all my life. And um, so working with her poetry and, you know, and turning turning her words into songs was one of the greatest honors and privileges, and of like you know, I of my my life, not only my career, um, and and that and that became Zipless. And um, that certainly got a lot of um, heck international attention yeah, from the press. It does uh, mm-hmm. features in my gosh, in Time, Vibe, mm-hmm. uh, Le Monde. Uh, Right. And many more. And yeah. I would hope that in all of those uh, things like that, that you, I would imagine you would feel like, yeah, I'm where I'm supposed to be. You know, it's <laughs> never like, should I have taken another road? You know, people talk about the road less taken or what I didn't choose. You know, I would hope that that just that's continually validate that. You know, that's a really, it's it's a yes and a no answer. Um, yes. I did feel that, but I, I've i always been a very private person in the sense that what I aspired to was not fame, but um, but leaving a legacy. 
So they're very different things. It's like I've always had more of a, a personality type that's more that's more aligned with being a writer, for instance. Like I just kind of wanted to be left alone to make my music. And, of course, performing. I love performing. Um, but I didn't – I wasn't really, you know – thrilled with all the, the, you know, being recognized in the street and people, you know, kind of wanting to talk to me while I was eating dinner. And like, I love people, but I, I don't, I don't necessarily love, you know, I didn't love the intrusion and I love my privacy. And so, um, yes, while yes, I was really kind of feeling that was my time. Um, at the same time, I was also feeling, gosh, I hope this doesn't, like, um, kind of signal what it signals to so many artists, which is pretty much your one hit that you get, and then pretty much that's it. Because the record labels squeeze you so dry creatively, you lose a sense of who you are, and um, you you dry up because um, they really, you know, they're running through the mill and then you lose a sense of yourself and they start pulling you this way and that. And um, so it was, it was kind of a fear of that, (laughs) a lot of of that fear. Um, And that always kept me a little, like I was always very humble because I, I, I know how fleeting that moment is and how dangerous it could be as well. Hmm. So true. I guess we mm-hmm. we don't always have the story of artists, but we know we the some of the things that we hear, and mm-hmm. then some of the things that we read true. in their memoirs later. Well, then let's talk about what's fresh and coming up news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now you've been working sure. on something. You listen. Yeah. You made me feel like 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 the coolest kid in school when you sent me mm-hmm. you sent me uh, a recording of a, a rehearsal. And I'm thinking, oh, man, yeah. I'm, like, sitting on the inside now. <laughs> and so, you know, I thought, oh, yeah. this is great. Yeah, so you feel like you're getting a, a lot, like I got a little um, little in, oh, inner circle my. business there. Like I was sitting <laughs> at a cool table, even if I was on the, you know, on the faraway seat. So um, no. let me ask you, you've got new sure. things coming up, and I understand yes. another show. I don't want to mm-hmm. say, I want you to tell us all, but I I, I see, mm. something that, see something about Cat in the Dark. Yeah. So yeah, I've been I've been working on my new album now for a couple of years, um, with working with various people and also producing songs myself. Um, I I was living in L.A. and I moved back to the East Coast a couple of years ago, so that changed, rejiggered you know my perspective. Um, and I've also been working. I've, I've fall. I've basically have fallen in love with the with, with the form of haiku, with the poetic form of haiku, and I've been working a lot with that. And um, I, I, I had basically I've always had this idea of putting together a one woman show, basically in the form of a nar- like a nar- a narrative, which is which I narrate, <laughs> which I narrate myself. It becomes the performance. And bringing in also some of my music, which I sing. And so I, at some point, decided I was going to write this entire one-woman one show in the form of haiku, So, which I've done. Wow. So I have my new album, which after this crisis, 
has, you know, changed so many things. I've at the same time re-approached my new album. I've done some new writing and um, in in a lot of ways, this idea of a one woman show, which I'm calling cat in the dark. um, It's a different title for my album. A, A lot of ways, both my album and the one woman show have a lot to do with the theme of isolation. Um, and so it's, I kind of feel like, um, in a, in a funny way, I, I, I almost feel in, in some strange way, um, this, this haunting sense that I could have, I could easily have written all this material just in this, this year. Like it, it seems to have come mm-hmm. out of this experience of isolation, um, and I think, again, the word solitude is more the word that I've been investigating. It has a lot to do with the creative process and self-reflection. So it just um, feels both of these projects, my new album and my one-woman show, feel so natural in the context of this self-isolation and, <sighs> and the fears yeah, that I- have to do with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you know there's a that's a very real part too, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, if you you know sometimes a lot of people listen while they're driving. They tell me and they don't always get all the information. I always promise, and I promise once again that I will be sharing all of the uh, contact info as far as um, the website and Twitter nice. and Instagram, all the Thank social you. media information for Vanessa on all of my social media, not only for Madam Perry's salon, but also um, under Jennifer Perry, and I will be sharing all of it there. So that way you don't have to worry about writing it down. I'll let you know you can find her on Instagram um, and the website, VanessaDow.com. And I was going to say, uh, on your website, uh, in the uh, projects tab, it says the title mm-hmm. it gives there. I don't know if it's a working title. It says "Cat in the Dark from Paradise mm-hmm. to Hell's Kitchen." Is that yes. part of the title? Um, I know those are you know Hell's Kitchen as a place. The uh, uh, kind of like a, a hint to what's going on now, or or an allusion to that. Well, like we're again, kind of a weird I, sort of hell. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's again interesting because I you know. Um, I finished writing for the one-woman show, at least finished in quotes, because there's a lot of tweaking and also additions and addendums and this and that. But basically, the the that title, you know, I I pretty much, you know, I'm decided on that title. Let's see, last September or November. So, mm-hmm. but as I said, I easily could have written it, you know, this year because it's it's really um so from paradise to health kitchen is a reference to my being born in the caribbean and then after my parents divorce um being sort of shuttled to um uh you know by you know to me it was it seemed like an adventure but it wasn't really because you know we landed in health kitchen which is here in new york which you know during that time was they called it Hell's Kitchen. Um, I mean, appropriately, it was um, really a, a very um, seedy, grungy, dangerous part of the city to to be in, and to you know, to, to be a young you know girl at the time. 
um, I came across a lot of very scary, nefarious <laughs> characters. And, you know, um, I basically don't know how I came out of that experience in one piece. I really don't. Um, so, so a lot of the one woman show has to do with that. Talking about that, talking about, my, you know, my single mom trying to raise us, the challenges of that. And, um, I guess in the end, you know, to me, poetry is what redeems everything. Um, and that's kind of the message of, of the show. Wow. All right, and the fact that you're using the uh, haiku, that you're writing it in, in the form of haiku, mm. to me that is just, it's, it's, uh, that's amazing. Um, mm. uh, that's rather mm-hmm. extraordinary. Well, Vanessa, I wish you the best. Hopefully, as I, as I mentioned before, hopefully we'll all be able to come out and play again soon with each other. Yeah. Um, like I said earlier, um, when I bus. talked to Donnie Most. <laughs> Yeah, on our bus, yes. 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 With Donnie Mo. Yes. Madam Perry on tour. Madam Perry Salon on tour. I'm so there. Yes. And, uh, and, uh, yeah. So, (laughs) and, uh, yeah, it's like recently when when Don Mose was on, he said he was just getting ready to do a tour, planning a tour for his new CD, and now everything's gone. So I said, said, but you got to come to Atlanta when it's there. So you will have to please promise me you'll bring the show to the South because you've got a lot of fans down Uh, here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I loved Atlanta when I was there, and mm -hmm, I will. Well, good, because <laughs> we definitely want you here. We'll make you feel loved. And, uh, yeah. And, and uh, nice. yeah, I hope you just feel all comfortable. Hey, by the way, folks, if you listen, I, I really hate that I've run out of time, but it has been, I have wanted so long to have you on here, Vanessa. And oh, wow. And we'll Thank talk you to you me. to talk mm-hmm. Well, you've been so generous with your time here tonight and your stories and your and, and telling your, your truth and your journey and your music, and I am mm-hmm. so proud to have you here. So, uh, again, I will be sharing all of uh, like your website, where to buy your music, and where to um, keep up with when Cat in the Dark is nice. actually on tour, and we got to keep positive that it will be very soon. Yeah. And so what I'm going to do is uh, let us go out to the sound of uh, Vanessa Dow near the back forest. I hope uh-huh. they could be calling right around thinking that they take away from the sensuousness of it. But we're pretty sensuous people. <laughs> okay. Have anyway. a great night. All right. Thank you, Vanessa.